Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Welcome. To the Midwestern Cutters Shooter Supply and Cutting Edge Outdoors uh, on 1250 WSSP or at uh, which which way did I go? 1057, the fan. I'm gonna get through this one way or the other. <laughs> uh, with Tom, Dan. Uh, John, I'm just hanging around. And we got Greg on the Greg boards. On the, on the horse. On the horse today? Yeah. <laughs> and a horse with no yeah, name. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, Bushy, it's good to have you back. <clears throat> Gosh yeah, darn, I'll tell you, it's good to be back. You know, I was lamenting on the drive-in. You know, I got to get up earlier on weekends than I do during the week. I never get a chance to sleep in. Got to get up early for the show, but that's okay for this. But then when I go hunting and fishing on, on Sunday, I'm always up early yep. then. Yep. It's good to get back to work on Monday so I can sleep in. <laughs> God darn it. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, so it was good to, uh, it was good to join uh, or good to call you guys last week and talk to you from the field. No, well, I, you know, it was funny. You called you called my cell phone like there was like a minute left to go in the show or something. My cell phone starts going off. So I, I had to turn it off because we were right at the end. And then when we got outside, you called and said, I just bagged a couple of gooses. Well, I called right a minute after we <laughs> yeah. a minute after we hung up. Yeah. I tried calling the station first, yeah. but that was just busy. Yeah. But a minute after after I hung up, all of a sudden we hear <laughs> No, I didn't do that too good. But anyway, anyway we, honk, you know honk. what I'm talking. We heard honk honk, <laughs> so we got ready. So it was really, it was really fun. These we're si- sitting on the, this edge of a, of a woods edge, and uh, we're getting ready. And you hear them, but we're trying to figure out. We're looking skyward, trying to yeah. spot them. Now we got trees, the canopy of trees above our head. Okay. So, but they came around to our right. And came gliding into the decoys. Now I was looking upward, up into the sky, and they came in. They came in. They'd already circled and come around the corner of the woods, 
uh, I, you know, there's a, a right hand. Here's a, you know, there's a corner there. Yeah. So they came in from the other corner. Had we been set up on the corner, they would have been setting their wings right there. Yeah. But by the time they came around the corner, they were gliding right, you know, ten feet off the ground. Oh. So I'm looking up, and all of a sudden I look down, <laughs> and they're landing in the decoys, and then they're there. They're just all there. And I had thought we were all supposed to shoot, you know, like when they when they set their wings. Yeah. Well, now they're there. And you're the new guy on the block, right? So you don't want to be the first knob to take a shot, right? I'm kind of like following their protocol, yeah, you know? I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm the guest, right? So I'm kind of waiting, and off to the side, I'm, I'm looking down the barrel. I got a, I got the bead right underneath one's head. Scotty Olson, he had lined up two heads at one time. And I hear, off to my right, I hear one guy go, what do you think? And then I hear a guy go, take him. And the next thing... It just erupted. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And I dusted the first one. The second one was airborne and flying towards off over the cornfield. And I, I, I put the bead and shot. But, you know, the recoil of the uh, of the Magnum shells, I got a pump. Yeah. So I don't have the semi-auto soft like right, they got. Right. Kind of bucked me back. And I, I couldn't tell whether I got that one or not because geese were falling everywhere. You couldn't tell. <laughs> and when it was all done, there were all these geese down, right? So we go out to retrieve them. And uh, we had we had close to half a dozen down anyway. So anyway, all of a sudden, this one bird pops up out of nowhere and, and goes running into a hedgerow uh, about 100 yards away. So Scott takes this black lab named Molly. And he walks over with the dog. And every, people are going, oh, that thing, he's off in the corn. He's gone. You're never going to find that goose. He's history. Well, it was hunkered down there. And Molly's yeah. sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. And all of a sudden we look up. And there's this goose flying, but it's running across the field. Okay, but yeah. let me tell you, yeah. it looked like the roadrunner. Yeah. It's hauling ass across this field. And I think what happened was, uh, Scott said, the thing just come busting out. And it kind of caught the dog by surprise, right? <laughs> and it's running away, and he's going, get him, Molly, get him. And all of a sudden, we look from behind, and here comes this black lab, and it's closing on the goose. Yeah. And we all start cheering. And it was like watching uh, it was like watching Monday Night Football years ago when, when Daryl Green ran down Tony Dorsett yeah. from behind, man. You're watching it, and, and that goose made it about 40 yards before the, 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 uh, the lab was able, able to get it. It came from behind. And did a come from behind tackle where it grabbed it by its neck and they both went rolling in the dust. It was great. Oh, wow. We were I was we were laughing and high fiving and, and oh, it was a it was a great oh it was a great open field That's tackle. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Later the dog Molly, it was so hot. Later the dog's laying on its side in the shade, panting. We're like, <laughs> Good boy, you did your job. You know, you, you got the goose. So we got those and uh then uh later on at about nine thirty. So yeah, I tried calling a show right, right away right, to say, yeah. you know, in fact, if you'd have, if I'd have kept talking a little longer, you guys would have heard boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Uh, about nine thirty, we heard the sound again, and uh, another group came in, and again it was open up time, and uh, yeah, this time I did fold one out of the sky. And uh, at least I thought I did, unless someone else was aiming at the same goose. It's hard to tell. So we got a bunch of we got a bunch of geese, and it was a great time. So I'm going to go tomorrow morning as well. Yeah. Before oh. the NFL, uh, you know, before, before the Packer game. game before yeah. the game, yeah. Got to go up to Green Bay, visit mom today, be the good son, let her go spend a bunch of money on me at Coles. 
then I'll come. <laughs> if Aren't I have, you nice? <laughs> you know, if I have to, a guy has to do what he has to do. Uh, maybe I'll stop at Midwestern Shooter Supply on the way back. Uh, I want to get some duck loads now, now that I'm yeah. into this waterfowl hunting. And so I've got pheasant loads. I've got duck loads. I mean, uh, goose loads. I've got grouse loads. But I need to get, uh, I need to get some uh, duck loads. And I guess they're tougher to kill. People are saying you got to go with number fours and number twos. Twos and, and fours, yeah. See, I was, when I said that, when you said what kind of load I should you, get a couple that, weeks ago, I said twos and fours. I'm thinking ducks. I'm not thinking geese. Unless it's the lesser geese, the lesser Canadian geese and white geese or whatever, you know. But as opposed to the mag. But yeah, the big magnum Canadian geese. That yeah, there you want the double B or triple Bs. But for ducks, yeah, uh, twos and fours. Yeah. Yeah. So I think do the job. I'm gonna do some. Uh, Horton said he'll take me doing some jump shooting. Yeah. On the rivers. So I guess uh, I've done that before. That's exciting. I guess they. I'm sure they come flying up like a grouse. I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to go with improved cylinder and uh, number fours. I think is what I'm going to go with because the shots should be all 20, 25 yards. Sometimes closer. Sometimes and, and closer. You, when you get around some of those, I, I did it one time out on the uh, Rubicon River, and the Rubicon River isn't really a river. It's uh, more of a creek. A big creek okay. or stream, you know, it's not really a big river. It's it's smaller, but you know, and 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 you know, you wear hip waders because you're walking in the water a lot, you know, and 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 it's not real deep or anything. But you come around these corners, you know, and all of a sudden, it's almost like woodcock shooting right. in the woods. I mean, my guy, boom, boom, there, there they are, and and by the time you think about it, it's too late, you know. So. You, can't even you think gotta, about it. You got to shoot fast and <laughs> yeah. ask foolish questions later. Exactly, and then hope to goodness they don't land in a briar patch or something. You right. know where you got to go get them. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> well, I guess that's where having the old yeah. trusty dog would be. Uh, well, if, yeah, if you got a trusty dog, I'm surprised yeah. you don't have a trusty no, dog. No, no. You have one of those little poodle dogs. Has your I, wife got one no, of those? No, no, no. My wife. John's never, got. John's my, got a whole no. sled dog team yeah. of little dogs over no, there. Instead of having a dog, oh. I had three boys. Uh, let them run and go get them. <laughs> <laughs> Take one of the kids along. Hey, go get that. At least you're not calling one of your daughters a dog. Um, I don't have any daughters. Oh, thank yeah. you. I would have been the worst yeah. father for daughters. I would have locked them up in a nunnery till they well, were like thirty. Are, your sons are good-looking guys. I don't know about your daughter genetics, Tom. I don't. I, know I, how, don't, I don't know how. I don't that, know how it, hot they would have turned out. If they took after my wife, that'd be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah after good, that, good one. You good. had to get that in there. Yeah. Yeah. If they took after her, that, that would be fine. Of course, I don't fine. think most guys want their daughter to be hot because then they know all. No, those, I know all those little nasty little boys in the neighborhood are going to be hanging around that's right yeah don't want that nasty. a friend of yeah. mine years ago nasty. he he said that he says if i have a daughter he says i hope she weighs 500 pounds he goes i don't want <laughs> last thing i want is when she's 16 all these all these other guys hanging around so back to the ducks though yeah, um yeah. What what kind of ducks were you jump shooting mostly? Is, is it the woodies that the people get? Uh, there, there, on those? There, there's there's what you find you find different kinds. We even uh, had a couple mallards jumped up that I missed, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, they they kind of they kind of jumped up before we got around the corner. Okay, you know they heard us coming. You know, right? Uh, but uh, you can find mallards back in there and and wood ducks and uh, 
There were some other ones. Uh, I can't remember some of the names of them. Teals and that. I don't know. I'm not really into the duck hunting. I mean, I'll go duck hunting. Now, is, there's, there's a point system now still. Is that still in effect, or did they I, cool it on that where yeah, you had to no, ID all these ducks? No, you, you still have to do that because we asked Al Shook one time. I asked Al, I said, because, I, I, you know, you got to be an experienced duck hunter to ID the ducks as they're yes. coming in. You got to know what you're shooting at because you're only allowed so many mallards uh, and all that. Yeah, and it's like, well, I don't know what that duck is. He's so far away. I'm not I'll, sure. And I'll they're be, going so fast. I'll be know? able to tell it's a duck. Well, yeah, be, I know it's a duck. That's, that's Dan about Bush's it. ID system. Yeah. Duck. Yeah, that's about all <laughs> I know. <A laughs> now, duck. I guess, <laughs> I guess if you're jump shooting though, they're so hard to hit anyway. You might as well just let her fly and. Well, you know, if you if yeah. you get that one duck, yeah, yeah, and then exactly. maybe if you get a second, then you start worrying about can I have too many of these kind of ducks? Yeah, you worry about it. Yeah, exactly. You I, carry uh, the book with you. Well, I guess what some guys do. Here? Some Blue guys wing. do. I'd hate to lose that. Yeah, lose what? you better you better have the ID to lose book. The gun I shoot with. No, the ID book. You have that with you. Yeah, ID but book. Al, Al do Shook, they sell the ID book? I'm sure there's yeah. somewhere. Uh, yeah, you Joe Schmoe's The Lunkhead's Guide. I don't know. Yeah, The Lunkhead's Pocketbook Guide. Uh, it was. To it's ducks. called Duck Hunting for Dummies or something. Read. <laughs> Please read before you shoot. Yeah. If you can read, Al well, Shook's, be bad. Al Shook's really good at that. All you got to do is that. look at the picture. Yeah, he's oh, good. Gosh, yes. He's good at that. He he can identify those ducks coming in. You know, they tell tell me like, oh, it's how they're by flat. the way they fly. Yeah, the how sound. they fly. Their 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 quack. You know how what their sound is like. How their wings are flap and how they're coming in when they, they set quack. the land and all this stuff. And it's like you know, I I don't want to know all that. Just tell me if it's a duck I can shoot. <laughs> you know? Well, some ducks aren't good to eat, right? There's some that you don't, the fish-eating ones, you don't want to eat those. No, no, no. Like the no. comorants and all that stuff. Right. Probably can't. Yeah, well, yeah, comorants, they want, they probably would be happy if you got the if U.S. Department of Agriculture yeah. out there shooting out. them. Yeah. yeah, but I I love duck. I love smoking duck, you know, but, but wild ducks don't have the layer of fat like the store-bought, what are those called again, not? Are not Merganza. French guinea fowl? No, 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 no. no, no, no. There's a name for yes, those yes. ones. Uh, in the store? They yeah. sell ducks in the store? Yeah, yeah, Stores? yeah, yeah. Scoby. Scoby? Not Scoby. Scoby, Scoby, Scoby no. do? Maybe 799-1250. Help us out. What are, the, what are not, those ducks not, that you can uh, buy? Oh, there's a certain name for them. They're, they're farm-raised. They're farm-raised, you know, and they got a thick layer of fat on them, and what you really need for when you're cooking duck or smoking duck. White. Does yeah. Sal Marchese have any? Of oh, those I'm sure. I'm ducks? sure Marchese's got ducks. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure he does. Really? But but the thing is, is that uh, God, I can't think of the name of them. I've never seen a duck. Muscovy. Greg, Muscovy. Have ever seen a duck in a grocery did store? Did you say no. Muscovy? Me neither. What did I say? Did you say that Muscovy? I he said know. a sco- sco- oh, Scoby. He, no, he said Scoby. You said Scoby, yeah. And I said Scoby Doo. And it's with an M. It's you Muscovy. You forgot the Muscoby. Yeah, Muscovy ducks. Yeah, you got to put the musk those like are a musk rat yeah. in front. Those are the farmed raised ones. They're they're. I love I love making those. Whether they're pan fried and in the oven, or whether I smoke them. Difference with know? the wild ducks. Oh, Tell yeah. me now. Yeah, wild ducks don't have that layer of fat. And the fat's uh, good. Oh yeah, you need that. But but for wild ducks and stuff though, and geese, everybody says. Like most meat, trim all that 
that white fat meat off. All, all, yeah, with pheasants, it's all the yellow fat. You, you know, got to get, all that, get all that. And stuff maybe that's off. good on the Muscovies, but on your well, no, wild on, ducks on the Muscovies, and geese, it's, it's, you want to get all that yeah, silver meat off. Y- yes, you do. But on the Muscovies, the store bought ones, you like that nice thick layer of fat on the well, breast. They're probably area. fed with steroids in about a little <laughs> one foot by one foot pen <laughs> while they're fed the finest of foods. Yeah, no wonder they're good. Yeah. yeah. Heck or if, yeah. you, if you go to a really good uh, Chinese restaurant and you get that Peking duck, that's wonderful. Peking duck. That's wonderful. I've never had Peking. of MSG. Well, Just like you wouldn't yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. But it oh. is. But it's so good. Hey, we got to go to a break. And don't forget, folks, the football picking contest returns this week. Today, as a matter of fact, right after the 17-15 break. When we ask you for a contestant, be the first one to call – and we're going to ask that uh, just before the 7:15 break, and then if you're the contestant, all you got to do is tie us or beat us, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Gur- Curly's Waterfront Pub on beautiful Pewaukee Lake. We'll tell you more about that later, so stay tuned for more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, I don't know what she... Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. Hey, you know what's going on this weekend up up by La Crosse? Was ist los? Up on uh, at at the town of La Crosse on the Mississippi River, we have going on right now uh, the it's a BASS Elite Series tournament. It's a big big buck tournament, big money involved, and. After the first two days of fishing, the guy who took the lead is Ot Defoe, and he's from, uh, I forget Ot where he's from. Defoe. He's from down south somewhere. Well, anyway, yeah. Sounds like his, a French guy. His two-day limit, two days so far, 35 pounds, two ounces. So he's got about a two-pound lead over his nearest competitor. Wow. 17 pounds one day, you know, 18 pounds the other, whatever, something like that. But, you know, he's doing, and one of his fish was a six-pounder, <laughs> a six-pound largemouth. I've never done a bass tournament, Tom, but I'm thinking about 
I, yeah, I talked to, you know, our buddy Ron Johnson, who's yeah. sponsored by Bait Mate Fish Attract and Fishing Pro. He's my old buddy. Uh, I said, how about, come on up next spring, let's go do that Sturgeon Bay Open. So he's going to check his schedule. Yeah, that's a tough one. And I know it's a tough one. Yeah, it's tough. But that guy can catch fish in a swimming yeah. pool, yep. so I figure if I can go up there with him and I'll yeah. be the... I'll be a schmo you right know, along. He'll probably catch 20 bass, but then I'd catch the one big one. That's you the know, plan. Yeah. You know, the problem, you know, tournaments, you know, when I used to fish them, I mean, they were fun up until a point. And when it became work, like a job, you know, right? I it was, when, when I stopped having fun, I stopped fishing them. Right. Uh, but because, you know, you're, you're, you're so, I don't know, you're so concentrating on what you're doing. You're not... You're not out there talking to your buddy, having a good time, whatever. You're you're concentrating just on catching fish, finding fish, catching them, and all that. And uh, you know it's very competitive. But you know you talk about that Sturgeon Bay tournament. It's yes. like oh, I know everybody's up there. I mean, there's a lot of big names up there. But the thing is, is that you're fishing against all these local guys who are up there mm-hmm. day after day after day. They 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 know what's going on. They know where to go and what to use and all well, that. Well, even those guys they, don't they got, always fare so good because Brett, well, a- Brett Alexander teamed yeah. with Eric Hadia last year, and after the first day, they were in about 100th place or something, yeah, although yeah. they did manage to come back and finish, I think, in the top 20. But you would think yeah. that the guys that are up there are a guarantee they're well, going to win not, it, but yeah, it's kind of like guaranteed. the Pewaukee... Kind of like the Pewaukee Muskie tournaments. Mm-hmm. You'd think, you know, sometimes one of us locals won it, and mm-hmm. a lot of us would place, but sometimes yeah. you'd have some guy come from out of town, and, well, and sometimes I, I think this, Tom, like the local guys will sometimes be doing all the same thing, fighting over the same spots, doing the same thing. You might get an out-of-towner that does something or goes somewhere that nobody else would yeah, even bother yeah, doing, and they happen yeah. to stumble into a muskie. Right. Yeah, I think, well, muskie tournaments, I think, are different than bass Probably tournaments. Probably different, yeah. yeah. They're, they're different. Because the muskies are so... And I'll tell you, the, 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 local, the local bass tournaments True. around here, <laughs> he's, he's a genius, eh? Uh, the local bass tournaments that you find in Wisconsin, you know, let's say even on, let's say Pewaukee Lake or wherever, Okachi, you know, pick lakes. There's different ones in the state where they have tournaments. You know, you you got 50 or 60 teams out there because they're generally all, you know, team events. And the thing is, is that the competition level nowadays is very high. There's a lot of good guys out there fishing. I mean, they're really good. And they know these lakes, you know, all over. And so it it's tough. And you got to, you know, I remember one time this one fella, he had this one honey hole spot on Pewaukee Lake. I forget. I think he called it the honey hole. And he went there, him and his partner, and they sat on that spot all day. Now, a lot of guys get like a milk run. They'll go from point yep, A to yep, B to yep. C. You know, they're hopping all over. He stayed on that spot, stayed there all day long. Not catching a fish, and the last hour they moved in, or the last 45 minutes it was, something like that. The last, right at the end, they, these lunkers moved into this spot. And they got a bunch of bass. And they won the tournament. They, they, they caught their, I think at the time it was six or eight fish, I can't remember, you know, this, for the team. This does take extreme dedication and patience and nerve to be able to not move i know it you does. gotta because if like you said those tournaments you get about halfway into it you think this sucks and you're busting your tail trying to catch a fish and then you kind of hit the 
you know, you get the full panic mode where you're trying everything yeah. and anything and heading all over. Yeah. So for those guys, yeah, well, they have the nerves of steel to, yep. to say, I ain't moving, stay right here. Because I know here. they're going to show gonna up. They're going to show up. And if they show up, we win. If they don't, we lose. Yeah. You know, I, mean, you know, I think that's when you need a good things. radio entertainment system. Yeah. You can listen to 105.7 The Fan, yeah. take but, a nap. But, you know, we, uh, you know, when when I fish tournaments, I, I fished uh, team tournaments and draw tournaments. Individual draw tournaments could be a two- or three-dayer where you're fishing with a different guy each day from a different state usually, you know, from someplace else. And at the time when you – in those draw tournaments from years ago, you know, you had to give half of the day to that guy to run the front of the boat to go where he wanted to go. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, you, you had to share it half and half. Okay. Now, if – I mean, and a lot of times on a three-dayer, you didn't want to go to your best spot because you didn't want this guy to know because then the next two days, he's going to be there with other people. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? There, there, was, there were some games played. Nowadays, in the big tournaments, what they do now is you got a camera guy in the boat with you, and that's it. <laughs> so you're on your own. I remember one time, you know, I was talking about there's that big tournament on the Mississippi River right now. Years ago, there was one up there. BASS had a big tournament, and this was when Roland Martin, one of the greatest bass fishermen still living, these guys awesome. Anyway, he came up. He had a trailer that had a regular bass boat on it, and then it was, but it was a double decker. He had a a, a jet uh, outboard boat. It was like a John boat with a jet thing on the back, so that he could get in areas of that river that nobody else could get into. Swear to God. Did it work? Did he get a bunch? Of- I don't know if how he. I don't remember. I remember he placed high enough, but I right. don't remember exactly all well, what he, happened. But he I had remember a he had natural advantage. He had the two decker. Well, you know, you could whatever it took. You know, it's a boat. <laughs> you know, it floats. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to be out there in a boat. Yeah. And and it was, it, yeah, some of those guys. And then there were some. I mean, I'm sure there's some knobs on the tour right now. But years ago, there were some knobs out there where the guy. You know, if you were a rookie, you, right. let's say this was your first big tournament. And you hop in a boat, and you're with one of the top elite guys, right. you know? You know what the guy says to him? He says, you sit in the back of the boat and shut up. You, We're going where I want to go, and don't you dare cast where I'm well, casting. Well, you know, I asked <laughs> oh, I asked Ron about that as far as are there any, you know, real, as far as, well, go there back, are. backing up, uh, backing up. Uh, when Horton and I were fishing Sturgeon Bay Ship Canal two years ago, there happened to be a bass tournament going on. I don't this wasn't even a big one. No, it was just And we were around. and we'd pull up and we'd wave and say, Hey, how you doing to these guys? They would stare, give you a dirty look, and not even No, say not hi. even wave. Yeah. What a bunch of Now I've met some What a bunch of buttholes and, and, and that's why Horton was like, I can't believe these guys. Yeah. So I asked Ron about it. Are these he goes, Oh yeah, there's some guys, he says, but I just ignore it and just try and be friendly yeah. to everybody. So he's the friendly type of guy. Yeah. Well, there there are good guys out there, and then there's there's always a few jerks. I I guarantee if he and I were fishing a tournament, as serious as it gets, we'd still have plenty of laughs out there. Yeah. I think the two of us, and for me doing a bass tournament, there'd be yeah. no pressure because I'm not a bass mo. Yeah. Well, I never I never laughed. You never no, laughed. As a matter of fact, I would never talk to my partner. Well, we wouldn't be. even talk. I'm serious. We would be so intent on on fishing. We'd never. The only time you heard somebody say something was get the net. <laughs> you know, hey, we got to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to have the gut report. And uh, we got anything else coming up when we come? Oh, and the Hornschwaggle after the 645 break. We got a new sponsor. You're, you know, Curly's Waterfront Pub. You're going to. 
No, yes. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, okay. Hornswoggle is still sponsored by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. I'm sorry. You're getting our sponsors mixed up already? Uh, yes, I am. I am. It's, you know, hey, it's early in the morning. It's 6.30 a.m. If we wanted things to get mixed up, we could just ask John to yeah, do that. We could, yeah. <laughs> could have John. What did you say? Yeah, that's what I <laughs> All right. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. Uh, this show is spon- uh, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Believe it or not, folks, you still need them. We'll be Don't right back. You. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, you know what I did this week, guys? I smoked. I smoked a couple of brown trout. And uh, my son, Chris, brought a couple of brown trout over. And he said, Dad, can you smoke these up? And then we'll have some smoked fish spread on Sunday while we're watching the Packers beat uh, who are they playing again? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. And I said, yeah, sounds great. So I had the smoker out. But I'll smoke tell you. Smoked fish spread? Smoked fish spread. But I'll tell you what, though. You got to if you gotta brine the fish, preferably overnight, but at least for four hours. The solo- solution you want to brine them in, if for, let's say for about a gallon of water, you want to use about three-quarters to uh, a cup of canning salt, about a half a cup of brown sugar, throw in a little pancake syrup in there, a couple dashes of ground cloves, cut up an onion or two, cut up a lemon, squeeze it, drop it in, mix it all up until everything's dissolved. It's got to be all dissolved. Throw your fish in there and leave it in there for, like you said, at least four hours, if not overnight. And then put them on the smoker, whatever kind of smoker you have. Now, for me, on what I use for a smoker, it takes about a good three hours, sometimes four hours. But I'll tell you, they turned out so good. Now, Bushy gave us brown trout recipes that turned out to be good because I never used to like brown trout until Bushy gave us those recipes. But one way I always liked brown trout or any kind of salmon was smoked. Brown trout smoked is wonderful. No problem there. And this weekend, we will be enjoying smoked fish spread. Oh, by the way, you want to know what's in that smoked fish spread? Smoked fish, of course. Make sure you got all the bones out. A little mayonnaise, some finely chopped onion, and some garlic powder. And I'll mix that baby up, and it is delicious. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! You know, that that was like a twofer. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? We have Keith from Waukesha. Oh, good morning, Keith. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Oh, it's our friend, Keith the Electrician. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> How, hey, little, did you ever look in that Wisconsin Outdoors magazine to see if that was Char in the picture holding your wife, holding yeah. that smallmouth? You... I, I haven't found it yet. Oh. <laughs> well, that was not this issue. It was the issue before, so... So well. Whatever. <laughs> so what's on your mind? Anyway, you were talking about duck hunting this morning, and I got a little information. You know, I was involved in that, that uh, when the, uh, 
Waukesha County Parks opened that section of uh, river from McQuanago almost down to Tishigan. For yeah. Uh-huh. And it's called the Fox River Greenway? Yep. Yeah. Okay, we had a little change uh, with the town and some of the residents. Uh, there's a stretch that's used mainly for duck hunting, just uh, east, south and east of Big Bend. And the area was uh, really, after we reconsidered everything, really too small for uh, rifle or gun hunting. Yeah. So that area this year has been changed to archery only. And the duck hunters like to use that area, so they just look on the map. It's uh, Site D, and it is not open uh, for shotgun or rifle hunting anymore. It's been closed off to archery only. Oh, okay. So I just don't want the guys to go down there and be banging away and getting a little trouble or one if they haven't didn't happen to check the signs or because it was open yeah. before, but it's now closed. It's just too close to the residence. Yeah, well, thanks for that well, info. That, that makes sense. It's, that makes yeah. the bow hunters so, happy, uh, too. Yeah. Just to let the guys know, because, there's, you know, it's a good stretch, and uh, I don't know how many people use it, but it's a... If you look on the maps, you can find plenty of area to hunt in that stretch between McQuanago and, and almost down to Tishigan. So. What? Do you duck hunt a lot yourself, Keith? Not anymore, but uh, you talk about jumpsuiting. I used to jumpsuit Teresa Marsh, and it was the best jumpsuit in the county. Yeah. Yeah, but, I've, I've hunted up there before, yeah. What eight size? Years yeah, ago. Well, if you get that down on the Willows, uh, that's, that's not a place for a week of heart. No, it's not. <laughs> it's tough, especially a little later on when the snow starts flying, it gets later. You get them big uh, triple tail uh, greenheads coming in there, and it's. Uh, but it's uh, like I say, it's it's tough, but man, it's it's just worth it, you know. Yeah. So, All right. All right, so, Keith. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks for calling it for with that info. Yeah, appreciate thanks. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Yeah, his wife Shar was in uh, the last issue of On Wisconsin Outdoors, uh, holding a smallmouth bass. I guess she had sent the picture in, oh. and some guy was writing an article about smallies or whatever and right. they use that picture of char holding a smallie yeah yeah okay. that was pretty neat and i'm sure she caught it with keith yeah didn't i send those pictures to you yeah yeah you did yeah, yeah. sure if okay. um if anybody speaking of pictures and so forth if uh, anybody would like to read my story about the goose hunt yeah there you and go. see a picture of uh uh greg uh, hemmersbach holding a big uh, big goose Go to, it'll be in tomorrow's paper, uh, but uh, if you Google Lake Country Reporter, and once you Google it, then you'll see, uh, I think it's the second choice down on Google, Lake Country Home. Click on that, go in the search bar, type in Bushy Tales, B-U-S-H-Y-T-A-L-E-S, and it'll come up. You can click on the article, and it's got like my last six articles in there. Right, yeah. It's got a picture of him standing in the field with the goose. One thing I learned... You can download the photo from your digital camera, and it was kind of dark, so I started playing around. On, I learned, on the computer, I went to whatever it is, the Photoshop. You can like it. Yeah, man, I got it all set up, <laughs> and I sent it in, and it looks beautiful. It's amazing it's what amazing you can do. It's amazing what technology oh, can do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, with my Kmart digital camera yeah. from Black Friday years ago. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'll tell you what. I am still complaining about some of the people who send in pictures to John Gillespie's show who exaggerate on the size of their oh, fish. No, wait a second. I, I, well, yeah, I'm right. St- you got to let it go. I, you want to know? I, 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 no, I took... I took. I, a, did, I look forward to that because I had to laugh at it. I took a pretty <laughs> gal and her son fishing last week, and her son's like nine, I think. And I, when I got him in the boat, I said, okay, a couple things fishing, very important. One, you got to have a lucky hat, okay? Yeah, and then yeah. once you get that lucky hat, 
never, never lose. Wear it till it yeah. looks, doesn't matter how bad it looks or yeah. how old. You Lucky keep hat. wearing it. Yeah. Keep wearing it. Uh, two, I said, you got to learn to not always tell the truth so much. I said, in other words, for example, I said, mom's looking at me when I said this. Uh, I said, so like a 12-inch crappie is close enough to call it 15, I said. <laughs> I said, this, these are things you need to learn as a young fisherman. Yeah. So I'm teaching the boy life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. That's yeah, all we need. You know, is it's more. My, it's my job to be hey, a good influence is, is, on you. Is this why us anglers got such reputations as being exaggerators? Yeah. Except yeah. for you and me, of course. And I'm worried about you now sometimes. Listen, <laughs> 39.5 is close to 40 inches in Dan Dan's book. Yeah. Hey, not according to Ron Heidenreich. What? If it ain't forty, you if it's thirty nine point five, it's thirty nine point five. Ron says, well, "No, that's no, it's got to be exact." That's, that's only if he owes you thirty nine dollars and fifty cents. He sure as hell ain't giving you forty. He's not exactly. giving you two twenties and saying, "Don't right, worry about exactly. it." Exactly. Okay, hey, listen, folks, we got to go to a break. Uh, we have a contestant just called, and uh, we have a contestant for the Hornschwaggle that is coming up next. So stay tuned for more. Here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, the Midwestern Shooter Supplies, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. This is the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, Bushy, is this your song, Dragging a Line? This is it, baby. <laughs> I always think, I, this goes through my head when you're out trolling. <laughs> Dragging a line. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. What do you got on the line there, Greg, to play the horn schwaggle? We have Keith from Wauwatosa. All right. Okay, Keith, you know how the uh, hornswoggle works, or shall I explain? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, are you there? You're there, Keith? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we, we can. We can hear you now. Okay, so I'm going to make a statement. If it's yep. if it's true, you say no hornswoggle. Okay. If I'm pulling your leg, you say hornswoggle. Okay. Hornswoggle okay. means I'm lying. Okay, so here we go. The fastest bird in the world is the red-tailed hawk, which can dive at speeds of more than 200 miles per hour. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. Uh, that was a hornswoggle. It's the sorry. peregrine falcon. Yep, peregrine, peregrine falcon. falcon. Okay, all living, right. Living right down in downtown Milwaukee, as a matter of there fact. There we go, yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, that's right. Um, let's move to the big feline world. Big cats. Uh, the cheetah is different than a lot of other cats in that they do not retract their claws. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I think that's a hornswoggle. That's a no hornswoggle. Oh, uh, oh Keith. Yeah, oh. But, but, but thanks for playing, and, uh, you know, give us a call next time, and we can hopefully try and get some other questions for you. All right, Keith. Okay, I'll do that. 
that uh, Tom just yeah. wanted to say hi. The my nephew loves the guitar. Oh, this is the key to body. He does like it, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, it, very is, good. Is he taking lessons, or does he? Did he already know how to play? He already knew how to play. Oh, and he likes it, huh? He does. I'm borrowing it uh, next week because uh, two buddies and myself are going up to Three Lakes and. Uh, Fishing, so he's always entertained the people on the lake a couple times. Oh, you? Yeah. Well, how are you going to get power to the amplifier on the lake? Just a long extension cord, Tom. <laughs> oh, I get it. You're going to be on shore. <laughs> yep, I'm going to be. I'll put it on my uh, deck. All right. Well, <laughs> put an amplifier and just blast out where the whole county can hear it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Exactly. Well, I'm glad okay. he enjoys it, Keith. Oh, All right. Keep on Talk rocking, to you later. Keith. Bye now. Bye, Dan. Bye, everyone. Yep. Bye, John. Yep. Okay, Take you know, Keith, Keith came over to the house to buy it and went, you know, that was a few weeks back. And what I did was I had the amplifier set up outside, you know, on my front porch. And I had my had the guitar out and, you know, I got a little bit of a hill in front of the house. So when he pulled up on the road, when he got out of his car, I started playing something kind of loud. <laughs> I said, hey, just want to show you that it works. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he, by the way, Keith is a very, very nice guy. Very, yeah. very, very nice fella. Yeah, he's. We should call him Doctor Keith because he does have a PhD. So really, we should call him Doctor. Oh. But no, really, really nice guy. And and we sat there and talked, honest to God, for about an hour. Oh, <laughs> talked about all. Well, I'm glad he got a chance to do the hornswoggle with us. Anyway, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Too bad that uh, he didn't make it. But make anyway, uh, what do we got? Oh, oh, oh! I got something on. Uh, here on our e- by the way, folks, if you want to email us, you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com or you can call us at 414 799 1250 and uh, got any questions or comments. But I got a question for you, guys. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. Where, where is We're it? Just question answering, answering machines oh, here. I can't, I, oh, here it is. Oh, question, my. John. Here it comes. Very small. Okay. Who do you think, as far as the odds are to win the Super Bowl, who do you think's number one? You know, who's seven to one odds to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Pittsburgh. No, New England Patriots. Mm. Eight to one odds. You know who that is? Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> Packers. Okay. Uh, no, wait a minute. New England seven to one. Packers <laughs> eight to one. Okay. Who's also eight to one odds to win the Super Bowl? Pittsburgh. No, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I'll give you another chance. Who's who's also eight to one odds? No, ten to one. Ten to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh. I knew you were going to say that. No, that's the Carolina Panthers. Okay, who's ten? Also ten to one odds to win the Super Bowl. That Not, would be Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> See, I, I knew you were right. <laughs> Guess, I thought it was wrong once. Okay, but then I was Here, wrong. Here's one for you. Who is 200 to one odds to win the Super Bowl? The Chicago Bears. No, no. Should I give you a hint? Cleveland uh, Browns. You, Greg's Cle- got it. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Cleveland Browns are 200 to one. Just, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of these in here are 35 to one. Okay, a lot of these. Give me teams. a few thirty-five to ones that I can go put a grand on and yeah. lose my Houston, tail. Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, Baltimore Ravens are forty to one. Washington Redskins are fifty to one. Just imagine. Just put ten dollars on one of those. Well, just I would say on. here's what you got to do. I would say you'd have to go with the Indianapolis Colts because they do have a great quarterback. He had a rough year last year, but a great quarterback can elevate a team, mm-hmm. and perhaps they can get lightning in a bottle. 
But even if you take somebody like Arizona, who's twelve to one, or Denver Broncos, who are seventeen to one, or Cincinnati, who's twenty to one, you know those guys aren't that far back, right? So you know you you put ten bucks on all three of them, spend thirty dollars, and you'll win a bunch of money, you know, if one of those comes through. So <laughs> yeah. But my son, when he was out in Vegas, he made a bet on the Packers not to win the Super Bowl, but to get to the Super Bowl was something like six or seven to one just to get to the Super Bowl. And he figures, yeah, I'll put some money on that. Let me that. put on it. I, you know, I don't so know. So, like, if you put 100. It, it was like 20 bucks or something like that, you know. But, like, sure so, like, if it's six, it was, to yeah. seven, six or seven to one, does that that means if you put 100 bucks down, you get, like, six, 700 yeah. back? That's yeah. basically how it yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well actually, it's not six or I can seven. see why nobody's really making much of a living gambling, though. These, you know, it's but more of they, a hobby. But when you're down in Vegas, like when you make a hundred dollar bet, you got to give them a hundred and ten. Yeah, they got to pay the juice. Yeah, but you'll get that back if you win. Oh, you do get the juice back. You if get you the win? juice back if you win, but they or the sugar. They want that if you lose. Well, so. back in John's Monkey Island, shave my head and be Marlon Brando days over there. He'd be up there gambling and everything else. John, what was he'd be sitting there on a Sunday? Yeah, what was your method? There was no method of madness. No, John had a method. He told me one time. What was your gambling method? With with blackjack? No, no, no. When you were football Football, betting. Football betting on Sunday. You would like take all the unders (laughs) or all the overs. (laughs) Some some weekend, yeah, I'd take all the overs. Or all the unders. Or all the unders. And he'd be a he'd either win a little bit or lose a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so you about broke even. <laughs> yeah, he okay. had a real you know, he had a real method there. Is, is flip a card. Yeah, or a coin. Yeah, or a coin. Yeah. and go heads and tails, and how, it comes out basically. How about parlays? Do they have those five game parlays anymore? Tough. Oh yeah, because two two game, three game, four game, five game. Yeah, even I, up to eleven. I won one with my old girlfriend, Ann, in 1983 in Green Bay. I remember she and I split yeah. and won a parley. Oh, wow. Did she yeah. ever pay you? Well, yeah, we took the money together and went and partied. By the way, party chick, listen, man. I have Ann to, was a lot of fun. I have to apologize to our listeners. What's that? Last week, I said LSU winning was a lock and beating the spread was a lock. So I'm telling our listeners two things. Number one, I apologize. And number two, Never listen to me again if I have a shoe-in of the week or a lock of the week. Never listen to me. As a matter of fact, bet the other way because I don't know what I'm talking about. Wisconsin won the game all right. Now, <laughs> Dan Bush, on the other hand, has been winning the football picking contest Weening? two years in a row. Yeah, I let, you. I, let, lucky... you. I let you win two I've years in a row. I've been the lucky wiener. Two yeah. years in a row. Yeah, that's because I let you win. Because you're too confused <laughs> over there, and you can't tell what's going on. And and I have no lock of the week. <laughs> like I said, don't listen to me ever. It's Bet the other way. Lock of the week. Oh my! God. I mean, that was such a great game, wasn't that a great game? Great, especially the last five minutes. It had you on the edge of the seat. Last five minutes. That's when all the at one point, Wisconsin's ahead thirteen another. Sixty-seven seconds later, they're behind fourteen to thirteen. <laughs> But then they intercept the pass and they and they move the ball and the kicker who's really good. Look, he's Greek, isn't he? I think was, he's a Greek guy. 
I think he's from fame. <laughs> that's that's all I know. It's hard. He's to pronounce. He's making gyros on the side at the Greek yeah. restaurant down no, the corner. He's got a hard <laughs> to pronounce name. He didn't get a full skull. But I'll tell you what, that guy is good, <laughs> and he drilled one home for the win. I'll tell you that that was that was a. I mean, it was a boring game up until that point. Really, it was kind of boring. Yeah, and then he went out that night and drilled oh, one home again. He drilled one home. Is right. Okay, Greg. <laughs> okay, Greg's got the update. Our, this Midwestern Shooter Supplies uh, Cutting Edge Outdoors is uh, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Stay tuned for Mr. Greg with your sports update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.